Welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. I specialize in helping people to achieve their financial goals. I have a love for all things numbers, and I am passionate about financial literacy. My goal is to spark healthy and positive conversations around wealth and investment and create a world where nobody is limited by their financial situation. But wealth is just one piece in the equation of living our best lives. So join me as we explore both wealth and wellness topics. From your net worth to your self-worth, get ready to take confident action. Hello, this is Kaylee Boisvert, and thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Wealth and Wellness Podcast. I have a wonderful guest joining us today. I think it's so um, timely to this conversation with a lot going on in the world right now. So joining us today is happiness expert, Kathy Donovan, who is also a celebrated author, speaker, coach, and broadcaster. She is the former co-host and co-producer of CTV's CTV Ottawa's regional contact. She's a regular guest guest expert on the subject of happiness for City TV's City Line. She's the author of two self-published books, Inspiration in Action, A Woman's Guide to Happiness, and Unconform, Harnessing the Radical Power of Courage. Kathy's work is a call to action to unlearn what we know to be true, to stretch what's possible so that we can see our true potential and live a beautiful life of our own design. I love that. Thank you so much. It's good to have a happiness expert. We need some happiness, Kathy. Um, So can you tell me maybe a little bit more, me and the viewers or listeners, a little bit more about what brought you to do this work you're doing today? Sure, Kelly. Thank you so much, too, for having me. I really admire what you're doing with your podcast as a compliment to your business. You know, we women need soft places to land. We need community. We need like-minded people. And um, so let me tell you a little about happiness, how happiness evolved for me this way, because we are conditioned, I say conned, into thinking that happiness comes from outside of us. I.e., you know, I'll be happy when I lose 10 pounds. I'll be happy when I get the right partner. I'll be happy when I finally buy my house or get a new job or whatever it is outside of us. And when we look at happiness this way, we will chase it forever. It really is an inside job. And so I learned by reading a lot of the same authors and books that you've looked at, I became very fascinated by the law of attraction that secondary universal law that talks about what we think about and focus on will expand in our lives. I read the book, The Secret. I saw the movie, The Secret, way back in the day when it first came out. And I was really like wowed by the idea of it. But I understood as I investigated a little bit more that it was kind of incomplete. And then I saw a Canadian author by the name of, I've forgotten his name right now, but he wrote a book called The Law of Attraction. And I went to see him speak when he came to Ottawa and he talked about the law of attraction. And his point was that we humans are really good at coming up with the list of things we want. We're just not always available to receive what it is we say we want. And I'll further that. I don't think many of us know really what we want. 
I think we know what we don't want and we're very comfortable complaining about it, but we have to get clarity about what it is we really want in life. And the law of attraction really works on energy and vibration and that's your feelings. So it isn't about things and stuff, it's about the inside of you. What do you want to feel? So I want to feel abundance, beauty, joy, love, peace, prosperity, and wellness. And I've learned that I have to focus my thoughts and my energy on those things if I want them to come into my life. So I make myself available to receive those things by focusing on thoughts and hanging out with people and taking opportunities that align with what it is I want. So over the course of, you know, finding out about this law of attraction, learning about how our thoughts are so powerful, Mike Dooley talks about, you know, your thoughts produce things, your thoughts create things in your life. So you've got to be very careful about what you're choosing. I started a development group and over two years, I would bring a different idea to the group every month. The first one was gratitude. And we'd talk about these ideas. And then we'd all go away and have a little homework to work on over the month and come back. And we'd talk about another idea until I achieved eight principles that I felt were the solid foundation for my first book. And really, they define my life now. I live by those principles. And it's things like gratitude, courage, surrendering the stories that don't serve us you know, our lives today, the stories from our past, talking about kindness and compassion, forgiveness, and having healthy boundaries. Those are some of the ideas I talk about that when we put them together, really like a Lego set kind of creates this vibe of happiness, which is very different from the happiness we've been conditioned or conned to think we're supposed to have. So it isn't outside of us. It's all within us. And, you know, I heard that for many years, but I didn't really understand it. Now I'm very clear that I'm responsible for my happiness, just like you are. Yeah. I love that. And I love you sent me your books to read and they're fabulous. And um, so I do, yeah, really appreciate the work you're doing and what you're putting out there. I highly recommend um, people take a look at those. Can you elaborate then a little bit more on that? Then, like you said, we are always looking for it outside of ourselves. And I think that is such a common theme. I'll be happy when, when I get that job, when I get the raise in my line of business, it's when I have, you know, that much money and, and I, my wealth goals are achieved. So how do we like, how do we maybe block out the noise or how can we, you know, the outside influences, the comparison, I'm assuming that's where some of those the influences are coming from when we're talking about I'll be happy when, and how do we really go into that? It's an inside job. Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know if you've um, heard of the book, My Stroke of Insight. It's a book written by a neuroscientist. And she talks about the stroke that she had when her right brain, her sorry, her left brain function shut down. And in the left brain is all of the details of life. It's where the files are with respect to, you know, our bank account, or what day we're born, what side of the road we should drive on, all the things, our address, you know, our name, your name, uh, all that information is stored in the left brain. And when that stopped functioning, she said, I was, Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor is the author's name, by the way, and it's a brilliant book, very simple to read. She said, I was left in my right mind. And in the right brain is just that pure in the momentness. It's just that right now. If I was to stop talking and we felt that silence, 
that's what's going on in the right brain. It's just pure nothing. It's where we go when we're deeply engrossed in creative processes. Like when you're working on numbers, could feel creative for you. When somebody's doing a painting or writing something, they're in their right brain. They're in the moment, in the flow, they call it. In the left brain is where our ego is. And the ego is part of that. You know, it's a, it's a, a, a we need an ego. We need the function of our left brain. We need all of these good things to be operating. But our ego is always hungry for fuel. And the ego wants one of three things. It wants to be right. It wants to feel special or it wants to be miserable. So we can notice when we're starting to get that way, that that's where we're operating from. And what Dr. Taylor says is ideally what we want to do is manage the function of the left brain and spend more time in the right brain, in our in the moment. And so, you know, we've been conditioned, I say conned a lot, because I think we've been conditioned to think some things that are just not true. And we need to bust through some myths to get to how we can be more present for ourselves, how we can actually love ourselves more, so that we can be receptive to things that we didn't know we could receive before. Because, you know, there's also a lot of limiting thoughts that we're conditioned to have. You know, nobody in our family ever went to university. Who do you think you are? You're never going to make a success of that business. Why would you even try? You mean there's such a thing as a happiness expert? All of these things are things I've heard. And if I believed those things, I would be paralyzed in my life. And I feel many of us are because we've listened to outside voices. We know the truth inside of us. And yet we're afraid to bring that truth out because we're afraid to be judged, we're afraid to fail, we're afraid to succeed, we're afraid to be to stand out, we're afraid to be too tall, we're afraid to, you know, to be a show off. Really, we have every one of us has some beautiful gift or 10 to unwrap and share in the world, every single one of us. And it isn't necessarily just about those simple goals of, you know, finding a life partner, making a certain amount of money and getting to a point in your career. Those are not necessarily the right goals to focus on. They're goals and they're, they're, they're worthwhile, but they're not everything. Finding a way to feel good within you about you is everything. And when you can start to focus on that process and it begins with one simple idea, and that is gratitude. Gratitude has become cliche. We don't even really notice it so much anymore because we've talked about it so much. It became kind of moot, but it is the most important quality for you to focus on if what you want is to attract more abundance into your life. And when I say abundance, I don't just mean money. I mean, opportunity, friendship, relationship, you know, Surprise, there's this wonderful thing happening for you today because you learned to appreciate what you already had. And here it is. If you have breath, Kaylee, you have a lot to be grateful for. So we begin there. And that's where really this whole process starts is by adjusting our mindset from the chasing after everything to really appreciating everything you already have, which allows you to send out that energy of abundance and makes you more attractive to abundance. It makes you a match for what it is you really want. And then we have to step into courage to ask ourselves what, what I was saying earlier, what do I really want? And then when you know what you want, 
it becomes a lot easier to say yes to opportunities that are aligned with that and no to things that are not. Yeah. And you had an activity in your book where you said, because you said oftentimes, you know, we don't even know what we want, but you're right that we do know what we don't want. So the activity in your book was write down all the things you don't want. And then that should prompt thinking about, okay, what do I do want? Because it's probably the alternative of that, which right. I think is a good way to get people thinking on that. Sure. And, and it's such a challenge for us. Because it comes so naturally to say, you know, I don't want to be low. I don't want because it's about feeling right. So the statement has to be about feeling. So if you were to say, I don't want to feel lonely. And that's been a common challenge for people, especially during the pandemic, right? We've been isolated from one another. I don't want to feel lonely. If you don't want to feel lonely, what do you want? I want to feel connected. So if you want to feel connected, What's one baby step you could take that would help you to feel more connected? Because everybody makes it okay for us to complain. It's a, it's a phenomenon. <laughs> but to, to really focus on what we want and support one another getting it is not so easy. So we have to work on the inside of ourselves and those conditioned thoughts and beliefs we've all been given and try to adjust them so we're more I'm going to use the word positive. We're more positive in how we speak to ourselves and how we speak about ourselves. Yes, I love that. So that's a good exercise for people to try. Um, so is that what you would suggest? Like you're saying, let's spend more time in the right brain. So one of the things is gratitude. And again, in your book, you write down, you write that, you know, one practice is writing down five things a day that you're grateful for. Um, and again, it's really, if you're struggling to find, it's very easy to just say, I'm grateful for being able, you know, my lungs for being able to breathe for, yeah. for food, for being able to have, you know, a roof over my head, like these, these very basic things that we're, we're given that we absolutely need to be grateful for. And then that might prompt you kind of thinking even more into that. But so that's a good one in the courage, anything else for staying in the right brain that we can make sure that we're engaging in? Well, it's not so much about staying in the right brain. It's about managing the left brain, because the left brain is the squirrely place where we're always reminded of how we're not enough and how we haven't done enough and how you haven't achieved enough. That's the that's the message. The right brain is is just perfect. The right brain is just oh. So if you meditate, you spend time in your right brain. When you're painting, when you're doing creative things, you're in the right brain. That's wonderful. Spend more of your time doing those things to nurture yourself and then managing the left. So the left is that voice that's always searching for fuel, wants to be right wants to feel special, wants to be miserable, or not wants to, but enjoys being miserable. And so we have to override the tendencies of the ego and say, I'm going to take charge here because the only thing, Kaylee, this was a shocker to me when I learned it, the only thing we have control over in life are the thoughts we choose to think. We have no control over anything else. There's a great illusion that we have control over other people. We do not. And we exhaust ourselves, especially as women, we exhaust ourselves trying to make the world the way we think it should work and trying to make people do the things we think they should do for their own good. Well, it doesn't matter. Everybody's got their own journey. You've got your journey. I've got mine. And I can't take anything off your journey. It would be insulting to your personal growth. <laughs> Why would I want to take that away from you? That's your lesson to get. So, yeah, we 
need to begin and find ways to, you know, uh, reshape our thought processes and how we're going to think about life. And gratitude is that bottom line. So when you start to develop that practice, I say write five things a day. And if you're having a bad day, write 10 things. And then at, the more you do it, the easier it will be. It's hard at first because we're used to taking everything right now for granted and looking forward for what we're going to get next. So we need to really shift that out. But a key piece, too, is really looking at how we can surrender the stories that we tell ourselves. And those are those conditioned thoughts and beliefs we all have. The stories we tell us ourselves about ourselves that are no longer true about ourselves today. Because who you were when you were 18 and doing whatever you did is not who you are today. And so those stories kind of, you know, we, we tend to pile them up. And then we, we think those make those stories make us who we are. But who we are is not that at all. Who we are is perfect and beautiful. Every one of us is a spiritual being having a human experience. That's who we are. And those stories are, they were true then. You did that thing for sure, but you don't need to drag it with you through the rest of your life. And I encourage some of my coach clients, if they're having trouble surrendering the stories, see a therapist. Find some way to offload those things and look at how you can forgive yourself or forgive somebody else. You know, and that is another principle I talk about. Forgiveness is very important because we forgive for us, not for anybody else, so that we can be free to be happy, to feel good, to live the life that we're really meant to live without holding anger, bitterness, and resentment. Because I think it was Buddha who said, or he's credited with saying that holding on to anger, bitterness, and resentment is like taking poison every day, expecting the other guy to die. It doesn't work. You only harm yourself. So forgiveness is a very important part of this process of tapping into what I call true happiness. Yeah. And when I think of it too, when I think of those like forgiving for ourselves, it's just, it's a heaviness too, like being angry, being stressed and harboring what feelings like that, maybe towards other people. It's almost, it's like a heaviness. It's like, it's a lot to carry. It is like literally like baggage on you where it's just like when you release it, when you let it go, there is a lightness that you feel to that. Yeah. And, and it isn't that the thing didn't happen. It isn't that the person didn't, whatever you think, whatever you think happened, it's just about freeing yourself from that and, you know, doing it for you. So the intention is doing it for you as opposed to doing it to let somebody off the hook. Cause that's where we get snagged. We think, Oh, well, I'm going to let them off the hook. If I forgive them, you haven't changed the reality of what happened. You've just chosen to live a beautiful life and you don't need to carry that stuff with you. You're quite right. It feels like luggage, like a heavy backpack. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And just focusing your, your, like you said, on what we can control, what we do have control over. Um, when it then comes to remodeling our thoughts, what would you suggest for people for that? Or like, like, because I feel like it's so automatic and you're right. Like it can be based on childhood experiences or how we've grown up and it's still kind of then programmed almost in our thoughts, just go right to where they maybe typically have in the past. So how can we really be more empowered when it comes to our own thoughts? A couple of things there, I would say, um, brings me to the principle of kindness and compassion. You know, we are conditioned, I say conned, <laughs> into being thinking that we need to be kind and compassionate toward other people. That's what I learned when I was growing up. But really, it begins with us. We forget that we are the most important person in our lives. We are the most, you are the 
most important person in your life. And if you can't be kind toward yourself, what's that saying? So learning to give yourself grace when you're tired, when you're when you feel low, find a way to give yourself some grace about that and let it go if you don't get it right every time. There's no such thing in my world as a mistake. I don't believe in mistakes. I used to work in mainstream TV and we did a lot of recording of our um, introductions for the stories we did and we didn't use a script. So we did four or five, maybe 10 takes of the same thing until we got it the way we wanted it. That's what a mistake is. You didn't get it the way you wanted it, so do it again. Get do it until you get it the way you want it. So when when we when we start to reshape these ideas we hold about, you know, oh, I'm so afraid to try it because what if I fail? Well, if you don't get it the way you want it, try it again or do, or do something else. Learn from what's happening instead of just shaming yourself for not getting it, quote unquote, getting it right the first time. That's not possible. Most of us don't get it right. You know, there's no such thing as overnight success. That's another thing. It takes patience and resilience and grit and, you know, you know, commitment and, you know, a lot of support to create a business like the one you've created and the one I've created. It didn't happen overnight. I've been at this for 10 years doing it and 20 years, you know, 10 before that preparing for it. So, you know, this is the thing we need to ease up a little bit on ourselves and be kind and compassionate and, and also to... Uh, recognize that nobody, like N-O-B-O-D-Y, has it all together. Nobody's got it all together. We are all just beautiful works in progress. And we're learning as we go. And the more we learn, the more we grow. Maya Angelou said, when we know better, we do better. So that's what our job is, just to keep learning and growing and being kind and compassionate and pushing ourselves forward that way instead of pushing ourselves in that aggressive energy, it's compassion is soft. And that's what we women are made of. We're compassionate, we're collaborators. We're not meant to be competitors. That's why I feel, you know, you've created such a beautiful space for people. And the same with my business, because women recognize the lack of competition. They wanna feel safe. They wanna feel heard and valued and appreciated. And that's what makes it happen, those ideas. Beautiful. I love that. And the, how we're all just beautiful works in progress. I love that. Love it. Um, what about, you know, in times like now where there's a lot going on in the world and it's hard, maybe when we're seeing that, when we're reading about it, um, maybe it's hard to feel happy. Um, what can you suggest for people when it is, there's a lot of stress and crisis going on outside of ourselves and around us? Yeah, it's a good question. And it's come up so much in the last little while because so many of us are feeling overwhelmed by the chaos in the world on so many levels. And here's what I tell people. Look, if you're safe and you have what you need, your job is to be the light. When we buy into the chaos, when we watch too much news, for example, and we get overwhelmed, we fall into victimhood and we become a victim of the chaos. We lose our power. So as I said before, the only thing we have control over are the thoughts we choose to think. So I say to people, give your head a shake. You're okay. Do something to make your 
world that are in the little corner that you're in. Be kind to people. If you feel you want to collect money for a good cause, do that. If you want to make cookies for your friends, do that. Do what you can. Get on the phone. Call somebody you haven't talked to in a while. Write a little thank you note to somebody you admire. Do something every day to make you feel your power. That's your true power. We feel powerlessness when we look outside of ourselves and see chaos. And remember, news is counting on us feeling fearful, so we'll come back to find comfort, which we never do. We just get overwhelmed. Uh, it's important, by the way, to stay informed. I'm not, I, am, I do my best to stay informed, but I don't indulge. I don't allow myself to get caught up in the drama and the chaos because that's not helping anybody. I also am a big supporter, recommend meditation to every one of my coach clients. I believe in the power of meditation. I meditate just about every day. Even if it's only 10 minutes, whatever, whatever it can be for you, it can be 10 seconds at your desk, watching your breath in and out. Nice, slow inhales and exhales. That's meditating. It can be walking and focusing on nature. That's meditating. But getting away from the nuttiness of this overload of information that we've all been subjected to, and many of us think we have to stay with, I know people who have their radio on all day long and then they're tuning into the news and then they're putting their radio back. I'm like, dude, you are going to be in a puddle on the floor. I can't help you at that point, you know, because you've, you've given up control. You've given up control of the thoughts you choose to think. Yeah. Yeah. And it's our, we have our devices and our phones are in our hands and we can so easily just what's going on now, what's now. And um, so I love that just what our power and in, in what we can do and those ideas you gave, that is actually very empowering to think about what we can do in our, in our areas, in our community um, that is going to make a positive impact. Um, I love this conversation and, and all this, but I guess for sake of time, um, you know, I, I could talk about this all day and you've given so much great information, <laughs> but I guess just for people, you know, wanting to know more and kind of continue on these thoughts, um, what is the best way for them to reach out? Um, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, your books are probably one thing for people to consider that they can get those. Is it online that they can purchase those or? Yep. They can go to Amazon. Uh, the books are on Amazon. Anybody can connect with me at kathydonovan.com. I have a newsletter that I send out with little tidbits of, you know, hopefully comfort and support. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook. And, you know, I do my best, you know, as I said, Kaylee, I like to encourage people to be the light when it's dark. Like, that's what I try to do is post helpful, you know, help you to reframe your thoughts so you can stay grounded in your life instead of feeling unmoored all the time. It's so easy to become ungrounded and unmoored. So through any social media, through my website, um, Amazon has books. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was saying that before we started that I was reading your book and it just felt, it was uplifting. It felt good to read it. So I highly recommend that people go take a look. So the books were Inspiration in Action, A Woman's Guide to Happiness, and then also Unconform, harnessing the radical power of courage. And I saw in your bio, you're also working on another book for directed at younger people. Yeah, I'm working on, I'm actually working with a teacher right now on helping kids, young girls in grade six. It's called the little book of affirmations for kids of all ages. And it's intended for girls at that age, but also their parents and grandparents and anybody who's in the room when they're looking at it, because we can all use affirmations. I use my affirmations every single day to remind me of the truth of who I really am. 
I love it. That's, that's exciting. I think that's so needed. Um, I have a young daughter, so that's exciting. Cause you think back to yourself and that is, that is a stressful time for girls that age. So I love the work you're doing. Thank you so much, Kathy, for being here. I'll make sure to include that all in the show notes too, for, so people know, um, where to contact you and reach out if they want to chat further. Um, again, thank you so much. I think this is so timely for what we're going, what we're going through right now. And so many great suggestions for people to be in that happiness to embrace that that happiness within ourselves right kelly i really appreciate you thank you for having me as a guest thank you so much and thank you everyone for tuning into this episode and i will catch you on next week's episode bye for now i hope you found value in this episode and because i'm such a proponent of taking confident action I want to pose a question to you, the listener. What is one action that you feel inspired to take after listening to today's episode? If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Thank you so much, and I will catch you next time.